entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Hello and welcome to the Business Builders Show. Tom, you like that enthusiasm right that out of the gate? Awesome. I'm so glad you had your coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have other things you could be doing, but you have decided to spend some time with us. So on behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and my sidekick, Carrie C- Oh, my sidekick, Carrie Carney, isn't here. Something felt different. Now I know what it is. Oh. Carrie's not here. Oh, I looked over. He isn't there. So it's just you and me today. We can do this. Producer Tom Jenkins. It's going to be a struggle, but we can do it. Uh, we'll do great. Uh, so we miss Carrie, but he's uh, spending some time with his family. He will be back next week. Our special guest today is the legendary master sales trainer, Tom Hopkins. Tom's book, How to Master the Art of Selling, sold more than 1.6 million copies in Tom's latest book with co-author Ben Catt, is poised to do very well also. The title of that book is When Buyers Say No, Essential Strategies for Keeping a Sale Moving Forward. Catchy title should get our attention. We are going to start the show with the discussion. Is the idea of a loan genius a real thing or is it a myth? And then we're going to go to our interview with Tom and we're going to close the show with one of my favorite authors, Robert Cialdini, and his book and articles around the six principles of influence or persuasion. This is really great information for business owners and entrepreneurs, and of course, salespeople. Good information for anybody who wants to persuade others, like spouses. You know, mm-hmm. so there's all kinds of information here today, or, or talk show hosts, or talk show hosts, or stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, you got it. So, Tom, let's start with an article by um, her name is Jill Jill Krasny, and she writes for Inc. Magazine. And the title of her article is "Why the Lone Genius Is in Parentheses Mostly a Myth." And she interviewed an author whose name was Joshua Wolf Shank. Wolf is spelled differently than, than mine. His is W-O-L-F, Joshua Wolf Shank. Again, I'm going to say the, the title so we kind of get the thought process. Why the lone genius is, in parentheses, mostly a myth. Now, as we're talking about this, I want you to be thinking about, here's, here's what I uh, kind of get in your brain, that this is going to apply whether you're a startup this applies when you're, whether you're in your business and you're involved in problem solving, you want to do an expansion, you want to expand your team, uh, when you're working in teams. So put it in that context. It's written in a different way, but as we're going through it, think about it that way. So she talks, uh, starts it out by saying, she talks about the um, founders of Google, Sergey Brin, Brin, B-R-I-N, and Larry Page. Uh, founded Google. And what she points out is that in the early stages, these two guys, they both said, you know, that other guy, he's pretty obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, that's what they that's what they said about, about each other. And there's other stories that we'll mention a few others as we go, but um, here's what the book is really about, and written by Joshua Wolfshank. The title of his book is Powers of Two, Finding the, the Essence of Innovation in Creative Pairs. So we're talking about primarily two people. 
And this is where the idea that she's talking about, and she's and she's interviewing uh, Joshua, is the he believes that the lone genius is a myth, and that creativity is inherently social. You know, we do think of um, you know two people that often come to mind in the press and on radio shows and everywhere else is. Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg, and we tend to think of these guys, Tom, as uh, as the lone genius, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the guys who went against all odds. So, in Joshua's book, he says, "Well, you know, why do we look at it that way?" And he he says, "Well, it's 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 very appealing." You know, the whole idea of a hero being on a journey and, you know, it, it's it's cool in our culture today. And, and so, so why? So he went back and he said, you know, I find this fascinating, Tom. He said, well, it kind of goes back to the 16th century where we're under rule of kings and all that other kind of stuff. And so everybody was pretty complacent. But along comes this hero, this individual who stands up against the kings and and so the whole idea started then as a and it probably as we got in, in closer to the industrial revolution probably started to more, happen more so i think that makes a lot of sense it's kind of like a romantic story that we all want to kind of just be a part of or at least read about and say we experienced it that's exactly what it is. That's how our culture has accepted this, the, the folklore of that lone genius, right? Yep, like like Zuckerberg or, or Steve Jobs. Yeah. Correct. So they're talking about creative pairs. Now, why is a pair? Why are two people special, like Carrie Carney and Marty Wolf? You know, why, why is that special? Why does that work? Um, uh, because it just allows for differences, yet compatibility. Um, one person can be more introverted and the other person can be more extroverted. Tom, do you see the difference between me and Carrie? It's blinding. <laughs> I can see it. Yes. Yes. And, and, and it's a b- brilliant way on why you two work so well together. <laughs> yeah. But yet you're also a lot alike. You know, you have a lot of the same ideas, a lot of the same thoughts, but yet in the same breath, you're complete polar opposites. And the, the mutual respect you have for each other is what makes a great team, I believe. Yeah. We'll leave the uh, folks who don't know us that well kind of figure out who was the introverted one and who was the extroverted one. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll leave that. Um, you know, but, but why, why are two pairs? And then I like this. And said, it adds, so say when the third person comes into the story, it says, you know what? The two working together is creative and there's flow and there's dialogue. But when a third person comes on, it kind of changes the mix. And here's an analogy. He says, two legs are running for running or jumping and three legs make for a solid table. So what that's all about is that, you know, it's exciting to work in pairs. Creativity comes when you're in pairs. And again, be reminded, this is whether you're a startup, whether you are, uh, you know, want to grow. Um, and how do these pairs work? Well, there is the difference of often what works in, well, Mark Zuckerberg and um, his uh, chief operating officer work in this way. He's kind of the creative wild type, Tom, and, and she's the real serious business chief operating type. And that often is the case in businesses. You'll see that in businesses. You see the creative type will hire the, the sharper accountant and that kind of stuff. But why does sometimes this fall apart? Why do these pairs fall apart? Easy. Why everything falls apart, and that includes marriages. Money. 
It money. all comes down to the big old green, and that's not jealousy. <laughs> that is money. It comes down to money, and you're right, and that's usually what happens. Uh, so, so why does that happen? Well, when you're together and you're creative and you're really flowing and you're struggling, you're all in it together. But when the money starts coming in, all of a sudden you have to divvy up credit and you have to differ up, uh, you know, divvy up money. It changes everything. So, the whole story is about creative pairs and innovation and creativity and problem solving and what we talked about here you are going to see connections when we talk to tom hopkins which is going to be he's coming up next on the show but think about some of the things we talked about here so and if you want to read the whole article it's uh, inc.com why the lone genius is mostly a myth by joe krasner there you go you're listening to the business builder show with marty wolf we'll be right back with our guest tom hopkins Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. I've owned my company for 14 years now, and I can tell you that payroll is a four-letter word. I hate doing it. It eats up hours I don't have, and it costs me money I could be saving. But my accountant's too expensive, and I'm not sure who to call. But I know I need help. We're Paychecks. And we take all the hassles out of small business payroll. We save you time and money. It's easy. Call, fax, or give us your payroll information securely online, and we take care of the rest. We calculate the correct taxes, manage payments and direct deposits. We even send out your checks. Payroll doesn't need to be a four-letter word anymore. We're so sure that we can save you time and money that we'll give you a month's payroll free. Just for calling 877-650-0277. Get one month's payroll for free. Call Paychex right now. 877-650-0277. That's 877-650-0277. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab, it's going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? He said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. Our special guest today is Tom Hopkins. Welcome, Tom, to the show. Well, thank you, Marty. Good to be with you. Tom Hopkins carries the standard as a master sales trainer and is recognized as the world's leading authority on selling techniques and salesmanship. He has authored numerous books on selling, including the classic How to Master the Art of Selling. Another one of my favorite books Tom wrote is Selling in Tough Times. And now we have When Buyers Say No, 
Essential Strategies for Keeping a Sale Moving Forward. Tom Hopkins, what a delight that you're uh, back with us on the Business Builder Show. Well, thank you, Marty. Good to visit with you again. Tom, you know, I know you were inspired. Your, la- your last book, I think it was your last book, uh, not the current one, was Selling in Tough Times. And uh, what was the inspiration was that? Was that partially because our country, what our country was going through? Give me the backstory on Selling in Tough Times. Well, really, uh, we had such a tremendous, hot, fabulous economy from 2002 to 2008. And in 2008, I saw what was coming, and I thought, you know what, it's going to get tough. A lot of salespeople were kind of spoiled, Marty, in those six years that were so darn good. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I said, hey, we're going to have to now write, what do you do when it tightens up, when money gets tight, the economy turns on us. And so my timing was pretty good because... uh, 2008, 9, and 10, and 11, really, were some pretty darn tough years. And now I, I see that everything is really uh, coming back. Every one of my, my major clients says, hey, yeah, the market's heating up again and doing well. Mm-hmm. And so that's what inspired me on that book. And I, I think what inspired me on this book, the when buyers say no, was those two letters, N-O, keep so many people in sales from making a tremendous income because they don't comprehend what the no could mean. They don't understand how to handle it. So we're receiving raves on this new book, and I'm just thrilled to you know share some ideas with your, your people. You know, Tom, I, I love your work. I've been a student for a long time. And, and what I like about your work is that it addresses... I'll call it the beginner as well as to the advanced salesperson. I consider myself advanced as opposed to old, Tom, you know. (laughs) I consider myself advanced or or wiser. But there is so much information in this book of why, when buyers say no. So what what are some mistakes that are maybe the biggest mistake that salespeople, uh, what do they make when they hear a buyer, as you call them, a potential client say no to their offering? Well, first of all, I think the first mistake is they don't probe enough with questions to really get what the no is all about. Mm. And, and many people uh, are saying no for different reasons. They may not have all the information they need to say yes. They may not financially have the capacity to say yes. They may just have the timing wrong for them to say yes. But the average salesperson doesn't ask enough questions to get the real hidden meaning behind the no. And many people say no out of a defense mechanism. They're afraid to say yes. And and that is the biggest enemy that I think all salespeople have, and that's the word fear. Mm. And oftentimes the no is basically coming from a hidden fear And so I try my best, as you know, Marty, I've been such a proponent of mastering questioning. Mm -hmm. In fact, I I have this little concept. I want a a salesperson to become a master asker instead of a talker and teller. Mm. And I find that if you probe enough with questions, all of a sudden, bingo, you'll turn the hidden no into something you can handle and move on to close the sale, Mm -hmm. which, of course, is what this this whole book is about. Uh, I know uh, my fourth year in real estate, I was eight years in the business. I set some records, and that's when I said, man, I've got to analyze why people are saying no, and then really do my best to teach people how to turn the no into the yes, which, of course, is how they make a great income. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, and, and I think well, what you kind of base it on is something you call the, um, let's see, circle of persuasion. Can, can you kind of give us a summary of your, the sure. circle of persuasion, which I, there's a graphic in the book, which is great, but uh, I think that's kind of the basis of uh, what you're talking about. Is it not, Tom? It is. And Ben Cott, who is my co-author in this book, um, we met, and he started talking to, to me about his circle of persuasion. And as I analyzed it, I thought, gosh, with my training combined with Ben's concept of the circle of persuasion, it's just a great, very graphic under a way of explaining to a salesperson how you can be hit with a no and end up turning it into a yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so the circle of persuasion and then combining with my questioning and uh, rapport-building strategies, new, um, let's say a new concept to really handle this darn N-O that it really means nothing to anybody if you don't learn how to handle it. <laughs> That's right. It really, yeah. yeah. And you know what? If we Before we kind of go in the detail, I want to get back to the details, but something popped into my brain. Um, because, and it's later in the book, but I hope you'll allow me to ask this question in the sense that Sometimes salespeople hear the word maybe, and to them and their sales managers, they translate that into a, a yes. Is, <laughs> in my experience, has been maybes often mean no. Would you agree? I definitely agree. And if you think about the concept that we always teach, work on getting them to like you and trust you and want to listen to you. Well, if you're good at that, and you're good at establishing rapport with people and creating a nice relationship, it's difficult for some people that are nice people to say no. And so it's easier for them to say, let us think it over or maybe, and we'll get back to you. But in essence, those are hidden no's. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn how to handle that and take that from a maybe into a yes. And it's almost like, if you picture this, Marty, people have three words on their forehead. They have the no, then the maybe, then the yes. Mm. And it's almost like they have a, 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 a meter on their nose that's going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> you feel that? I love that. <laughs> they, start, they start thinking, well, this guy I like, and this guy, maybe this is a good product for us. And, well, yes, yes, yes. Then all of a sudden, if you say the wrong words, or if you don't follow the right presentation skill that moves from the no or the yes to a maybe, and then if you really don't know what you're doing, that maybe then does turn into the no, and that's when you have to master the, the strategies of getting that no back to a maybe, then to a yes, and close the sale. Yeah, our show talks a lot to entrepreneurs and small business owners as well as professional salespeople. I just want to make kind of a note to entrepreneurs and small business owners, whether you are, if you're the owner of a business, you're a salesperson and these lessons apply in this book to Tom, because you know, as an entrepreneur, you hear no often when you're offering your products and services. So that's kind of like a sidebar, Tom, because I want to make sure that the audience is listening carefully. What you're describing, and, and you make the point in the book, salespeople, entrepreneurs, small business owners are not paid to make presentations. They're paid to close sales. Go a little deeper on that. We've got a minute left in this segment, and I'll pick it up. Okay. But go a little deeper on that. Sure. Not, not made... 
to you're not paid to make presentations. You're made to close business. Talk to me. Well, first of all, everyone is in sales. That's one of my biggest things that I, I teach. Uh, a parent selling their their children. I think husbands and wives are selling each other to stay married. And so, if you have the concept that everyone is in sales, then I think any entrepreneur needs to have a better understanding of this concept of the circle of persuasion, mm. and of course, handling the no's and turning them into yeses. Because you're right, the presentation, if it's good, will help you close sales. But your real art is the art of closing and mastering that, which again comes back to the turning the no's into yeses. Yeah, and this and, and and you teach it beautifully in the circle of persuasion that we're going to get into a little deeper. But we are speaking with Tom Hopkins, and yes, this is the same Hopkins who wrote the classic How to Master the Art of Selling, and we're talking about his latest latest book, When Buyers Say No: Essential Strategies for Keeping a Sale Moving Forward. So, Tom, we need to take a short break. So when we come back, we're going to get a little deeper into this book. So, you're listening to the Business Builder show with Marty Wolf. We'll be right back. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Dear business owner, the shocking truth is many small businesses fail or don't meet the owner's expectations. You want help, but you're not sure where to turn. Maybe you're not sure how a qualified and experienced business coach can help you grow your business. Would a no-risk guarantee of measurable results put your mind at ease about using a business coach? Call Marty Wolf Business Solutions at 570-815-1626 today to learn more about a risk-free offer. A short conversation with Marty Wolf Business Solutions is your first step to benefit from a proven business coach guaranteeing results. Call 570-815-1626 today. This offer is only available to all small business owners located in the continental United States. Want to be a success story instead of a business failure statistic? Then call Marty Wolf Business Solutions today to learn more about this risk-free offer. 570-815-1626. I've owned my company for 14 years now, and I can tell you that payroll is a four-letter word. I hate doing it. It eats up hours I don't have, and it costs me money I could be saving. But my accountant's too expensive, and I'm not sure who to call. But I know I need help. We're Paychecks. And we take all the hassles out of small business payroll. We save you time and money. It's easy. Call, fax, or give us your payroll information securely online, and we take care of the rest. We calculate the correct taxes, manage payments and direct deposits. We even send out your checks. Payroll doesn't need to be a four-letter word anymore. We're so sure that we can save you time and money that we'll give you a month's payroll free. Just for calling 877-650-0277. Get one month's payroll for free. Call Paychex right now. 877-650-0277. That's 877-650-0277. Informing, educating, and encouraging. The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to The Business Builders Show. Our special guest today is Tom Hopkins, and we're talking about his latest book, When Buyers Say No, Essential Strategies for Keeping a Sale Moving Forward. Tom, a big part of your book is something that you call the circle of persuasion. Why don't you go a little deeper on that? Talk to us about that. All right, Marty. Well, first of all, the first key that every salesperson must realize is they must be totally prepared. 
and preparation prior to presenting or handling objections or closing a sale is critical. So let's start off with that first process of the circle of persuasion is being very well prepared before you start your presentation. And then, of course, the next part of the uh, circle is establishing rapport. And, and a lot of salespeople don't spend enough time really getting into a relationship feeling with a potential client. And so the establishing rapport is important. Then you have to do the next part of it, which is identify the needs that the people have. And I call that needs qualification. Mm-hmm. Then we have to present the solution to satisfy those needs. Then we go into the actual closing questions, which begins with a reflex closing question. And then there's usually a, no, a negotiation a part right here where the buyer now starts wanting to negotiate the money, which is normal. But then that we turn that into a yes by reestablishing rapport, do identifying questions, present your answers, go into the close again, and that's usually where you will make the sale. Most mm-hmm. salespeople don't realize that the average buyer almost has to say no at least four times mm. in one way or another mm. before they finally give you the yes. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. And, and, and so many of us give up too soon. But that's why I love the idea of it being a circle. You circle back. If yeah. you, if Right? I mean. Exactly. Right, you, you, so you got that no either direct or indirect. Oh, well, then you have to go back. And uh, I think you recommend, well, you need to maybe reestablish rapport. Right? Start all over again. Right, Tom? And ask more questions and really do your best to put your heart out there where with sincerity that you are here to serve, and the serving will be a sale, but you have to think the serving before the selling. Yes, and you talk about it in your book, and you always talk about this too. If you don't have a belief, Mr. Entrepreneur or small business owner or salesperson, if you don't believe you have the best product and service, it's going to be hard to sell it. Would you agree? You know, Marty, I teach this, and I strive to get salespeople to realize that the first key is you must have tremendous belief in what you do and have a conviction that it's good for your potential client. Mm-hmm. Um, many people come up to me when they're new and go, you know, I'm, I'm not really full-time in sales. I'm thinking about it, but where can I go in selling to make the most money? Mm. And I say, guys, don't look at that as the choosing what to sell. Mm. You've got to choose something that you really love. I think the reason I did so well in real estate is I totally believed from the bottom of my heart that every human being, every American at least, should own their own home and not rent and and not have a landlord. Hmm. So that was my conviction that was so strong that people had a real challenge saying no because I knew what to say. I knew how to show a property. I knew how to handle a rejection in the nose. And that's what I'm doing my best to, to convince salespeople of. They'll say yes based more on your belief and conviction than on your product or knowledge or technical skill. I love that, Tom. They'll say yes more to your conviction, your belief, and who, what you're talking about and, and how good it is for them. I love that, Tom. That's a great thought process. Thank truly, you. truly is. Well, you are a master at this. I've been doing it a lot. You've been practicing, Tom. You you really have been practicing. Okay. Um, 
I, I want to go back to um, the thought process. You know, kind of like you know, people think because you present, you, you, that's the sale. No, you 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 got to close the business, and that comes back to the point that you make frequently is that we have to control the process. Um, am I right there? In other words, we, it, you can't just wait and see what happens. Uh, am I right in terms of the salesperson sure. or the leading discussion really has to control the environment or the discussion? Am I accurate there? Oh, definitely. Uh, you have to know exactly where you're headed, where you're going after rapport is established. You then, I feel, have to create their desire to own based on how you're, you're presenting as well as questioning them. And, and I found over the years that if they're qualified and they like and trust you and you're really asking them lots of good questions, they will start building the desire. But yet again, they won't give you that yes until most people give you at least four no's mm. in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And that's why if you don't know how to handle no, you're dead in the water as mm-hmm. far as making lots of sales and thus a great income in, prof- in the profession of selling or as an entrepreneur in business. Mm. And if we're serving others and giving them great products and services, there is nothing wrong enjoying a great income. <laughs> Right. Well, you're exactly Let's get right. over this. For some reason or other, there's people who think, well, you know, uh, some people think as uh, sales is a manipulation. That's not true. Good, good salespeople, as you teach, you know, have a genuine interest in their clients and in the customers they're serving. Therefore, they have the conviction that you have. Boy, I tell you, I want to drive that point home. I'm sorry I'm taking this over a little bit, Tom. You know, no, I'm all fired up. You're in control. <laughs> I'm in control. I'm asking the questions. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Um, okay. Um, next I want to go to is, uh, so we've uh, practiced the circle of persuasion, and uh, we get to a certain point here, and it's uh, we get to the closing. And here, I really want to talk about this because I see this mistake all the time. It's the idea of uh, two common mistakes that when we that often we make when trying to close the sale. Address those if you don't mind, like remaining relaxed. Like talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I, I think I think some people change their demeanor when they're going to try to close a sale. All of a sudden, they become a little different. And you can't do that. You must flow from your presentation into test-closing questions, which are little questions to test how they feel. And, and one of my favorites is just saying to a person, how are you feeling about all of this? Yes. yes. And, and by, by feeling them out, how are you feeling about all this so far? They'll give you a good indication of where they're at in the process. So I used to just say, you know, if it was a husband and wife, I'd say, John and Mary, how are you feeling about all this so far? Then they start bantering. Then they start giving me input. Then all of a sudden, if the no is coming out, that's where it's going to start. So here we go into turning the no into a yes. Mm-hmm. And when you ask the question, what should you do next? Well, then, of course, if they say, well, we're really not sure, or I don't know if we're ready now, I used to just say, well, why don't we just draft up our feelings on the paperwork mm-hmm. and see how it looks? Yeah. And, and you've and, got to get onto the paperwork, which, of course, is the agreement or any type of, uh, we never use the word contract, right. but you've got to move from the test question, how are you feeling about all of this so far, 
into why don't we draft up our feelings and see how it looks. Yep. And then you would ask a reflex question, which might be their middle initial or their mailing address. And bingo, you're on the form and you're again on the process of leading to the final closing of the sale. Speaking of final closing, Tom, we need to wrap up. People should reach you at TomHopkins.com, correct? Yes, that's fine. Tom, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab that's going to be mine jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line, and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? <laughs> said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the seven tenets of Taxi Terry. Dear business owner, the shocking truth is many small businesses fail or don't meet the owner's expectations. You want help, but you're not sure where to turn. Maybe you're not sure how a qualified and experienced business coach can help you grow your business. Would a no-risk guarantee of measurable results put your mind at ease about using a business coach? Call Marty Wolf Business Solutions at 570-815-1626 today to learn more about a risk-free offer. A short conversation with Marty Wolf Business Solutions is your first step to benefit from a proven business coach guaranteeing results. Call 570-815-1626 today. This offer is only available to all small business owners located in the continental United States. Want to be a success story instead of a business failure statistic? Then call Marty Wolf Business Solutions today to learn more about this risk-free offer. 570-815-1626. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. What a great interview with Tom Hopkins, one of my favorite people. Get a hold of Tom, go to TomHopkins.com, and I want to repeat his book again. It's When Buyers Say No, Essential Strategies for Keeping a Sale Moving Forward. Now, we want to stay in that thought process, and we certainly learned a lot from Tom. What we're going to talk about now is um, more persuasion and how you can potentially influence others, I guess to your point of view, to, to the way you want them to see things. And this comes from a gentleman that has been around for a while, and anybody in sales, anybody in sales management, anybody talking about persuasion or influence knows the name of Robert Cialdini. And he is famous for what's called the Six Principles of Influence or Persuasion. And he wrote, he actually wrote the book on it. <laughs> actually. And the title of the book is Influence. The psychology of persuasion. I like the word persuasion instead of influence. Is that 
just semantics, Tom. I don't know. Doesn't it feel for, better to for say, you? For you, See, for I like, me, I, I like know, it maybe, the other way. Maybe okay. I like influence rather than persuasion. Well, we'll go back and forth then. Yeah. Um, it kind of means the same thing. I don't know. Maybe it's my psychological thing. What's that's what we're going to talk about the psychology of things and influencing others. Whether you're a team member, you're the boss, you're the sales manager, you're the spouse, whatever. Influencing others can be can be challenging. He did a lot of work, did a lot of studies, actually was in the trenches. Now, this book came out, I don't know, I think I forgot, Tom, 20, 25 years ago. He actually sold products and services, so he was out there. So although he is a university professor, he did a lot of study on this whole idea of influence or persuasion. And here's the first one of the six principles of influence or persuasion. The first one is what's called reciprocity. And I did say that word you right. You did say uh, it correctly. We practiced that before we came on the air. <laughs> reciprocity. And um, I guess that's the old give and take. Yeah, quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Um, but even when we say that, people go, ah, oh, come on. You know, that, that feels uncomfortable. Of course. You know, it feels uncomfortable. Um, but let's think about this. If somebody does something for you, don't you feel obligated at some point, maybe not totally consciously, don't you feel obligated to give back in some way? There's hesitation, folks. He's staring. He's, well, he's looking just, at the I'm board. I'm trying to think of an example. You know, I, I, absolutely, I agree, 100%. You know, it's like, well, I really okay. don't want to do that. But, you know, he did give me a ride that day. Or, you know, he did, you know, he does bring me a cup of coffee every single Monday <laughs> when he comes in for our meeting. You know? <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Okay, so you continually run into someone um, that's giving you a flower or doing something and they're part of the United Way. And they always give you something. You get mm-hmm. a token. You're, and you recognize it's from the United Way. Now it's time to give to the United Way. Would you feel maybe a little more obliged mm-hmm. to do so? I mean, they give me that little flower. I think I could flip them 15 bucks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's the idea of uh, reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And, or you have, a, you have a team member that needs you need help on a, on a report and they help you. And, you know, that's good. At some point, you want to help him back. Now, here's a little something that's not in this article, Tom, that in his, is in Robert Cialdini's additional, uh, original work. And that is, you know, typically when somebody does something for you, you say, oh, and they, and, and they say, well, we so appreciate it. And you say, eh, no problem. Ah, you know, no big deal. No right. problem. A way to set it up, this sounds a little... And it is a little nasty, but this works. Instead of saying, ah, no problem, say, well, you're welcome, because I know you'd do the same for me someday. (laughs) (laughs) You're already greasing it up. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little tricky, but good. So that's, you know, the old give and take. Number two in six principles of influence persuasion is commitment and consistency. We want to be consistent. We want to be seen as being consistent and living up to our to our commitments. And that's a hard word for a lot of people. Commitment. <laughs> commitment. <laughs> well, it is. But most of us want to do that. You heard a little bit when Tom Hopkins said, you know, towards the end, he said, you know what? As early as you can, get some information on the contract. Mm-hmm. Put their name, mm-hmm. phone number on the contract. Let them see the contract. In sales when you're closing, when you're closing a bank deal, when you're, when you're a business coach closing a deal, have that contract and get that contract signed. 
Why? Because people, when they put their name to it, they want to uphold that commitment. Mm -hmm. So commitment and consistency, okay? Number three is something called social proof in terms of influencing. And this is kind of like there's safety in numbers. If someone else is doing it, it must be okay. Yeah. Yep. It must be okay. You know, if um, if half the office or more than half the office is working late, then guess what a lot of other people might do? They might work later. Um, if the the great example of this is the tip jar, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's it. And you ever notice if you were ever a bartender, you put the tip jar down and you put your own five bucks in first. Correct. <laughs> well, you know what else I can incorporate this? Because I write a lot of commercials. It's also an advertising. You know, that's why we use like moms. Correct. You know, we'll use uh, regular people to to try to advertise a certain product. Correct. Because it's like everybody else is doing it. All the cool kids are doing it, man. That's right. (laughs) That's social proof. When and when you want to persuade somebody to do business with you, very, really, really important is testimonials. Yes. Getting written and verbal testimonials. Best form of advertising in in any sense. Absolutely. Very strong. Liking is point number four. Pretty simple. People want to do business they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty much that simple. Another reason why a lot of organizations have local salespeople because they're involved with the nonprofits. They're doing a lot of things. Point number five is authority. That doctor in that coat, a uniform. You're the president. You're the manager. Authority carries some weight. Formal authority carries some weight. Doesn't mean they're a leader, but it carries some weight. Authority. Point number six is what's called scarcity. If you think there's not enough of it, you'll want more of it. If you think there's only one left, on, on a, you hear this on a lot of TV stations, there's only two tickets left on HVAC, or not HVAC, why did I say HVAC? QVC. QVC. <laughs> I have clients in HVAC. That's, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> QVC, they have the, the countdown clock, right? If They're, the lines are busy, keep on trying. That's a lie. The lines will not be busy. <laughs> See, now that's that's really important, the whole idea of scarcity. And again, yeah. you're an old story. The old story is that, you know, an infomercial, and they said, you know, people are sitting around waiting for your call. You know, well, call. Just call. The people are hitting wait. No. What they changed that around to is that you said, Tom, mm-hmm. if the line is busy, please call again. What does that mean? Creates the illusion that everybody wants this product. Everybody wants it. So, Robert Cialdini, the book is the psycho- influence, the psychology of persuasion. I think this is the best sales, best influential book there is when you want to persuade others. And this applies to whether you're a business owner, you're a team member, you're a spouse. Get this book. Pay attention to the work that Robert Cialdini is doing. Google his name and follow up on it. It all ties together with what we talked about right at the very beginning, and it's certainly connects to tom hopkins book when buyers say no it all comes together so thank you again for being part of the business builders show we appreciate time to be with us a special thank you to tom hopkins you can get in touch with tom at tomhopkins.com and if you are a business owner especially a startup entrepreneur you need to get tom's latest book i'll say it again when buyers say no Of course, a salesperson at any level will benefit from Tom's wisdom. Next week, 
We are bringing back our interview with Bob Chapman, the CEO of Barry Waymiller. Bob talked about truly human leadership and how that has transformed the way he and his team do business. We'll be divided, devoting the entire show to the work Bob is doing. So even if you tuned in before, tune in again to hear new information on truly human leadership. We do our best on the Business Builder Show so you can do your best. I'm Marty Wolf. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? He said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the seven tenets of Taxi Terry. I've owned my company for 14 years now, and I can tell you that payroll is a four-letter word. I hate doing it. It eats up hours I don't have, and it costs me money I could be saving, but my accountant's too expensive, and I'm not sure who to call, but I know I need help. We're Paychecks, and we take all the hassles out of small business payroll. We save you time and money. It's easy. Call, fax, or give us your payroll information securely online, and we take care of the rest. We calculate the correct taxes, manage payments and direct deposits. We even send out your checks. Payroll doesn't need to be a four-letter word anymore. We're so sure that we can save you time and money that we'll give you a month's payroll free. Just for calling 877-650-0277. Get one month's payroll for free. Call Paychecks right now. 877-650-0277. That's 877-650-0277.